Hello there. Presented by the Atlas Strength Shop. This is the Atlas Nerds in Iron Podcast. What is happening, everybody? In this episode, me and Matt sit down and we talk about a lot of things. We talk about Eddie Hall's return to Strongman. We talk about some upcoming shows. We recap a little bit of the Shaw Classic. And, well, really, that's it. Hope you all enjoy the episode. First and foremost, we have StrikeForceEnergy.com. Strikeforce Energy is a veteran-owned energy supplement company. They come in these little pouches similar to Crystal Light pouches that you can put in whatever you are drinking to give yourself a nice little hit of caffeine. I personally love taking these in the afternoon right before I train because I'm not a big fan of beta alanine and they give me just enough energy to get through my workout without leaving me with a big crash afterwards. They come in four awesome flavors, original, which tastes a lot like Red Bull, grape, orange, and lemon. Use promo code ATLASSTRENGTH at checkout and you're going to save 20% on your next order. Next up, we have ImpactMouthGuards.com. Use promo code ATLASSTRENGTH at checkout at ImpactMouthGuards.com and you're going to get you a dentist office quality product without the dentist office quality price. What they're going to do is they're going to send you a custom mold. You're going to bite down on it, send it back to them, and in a couple of weeks, you're going to have a mouth guard that fits you and only you, give you something really good to bite down on during those max effort events. They also have awesome athletic tapes, some really cool apparel, and a lot of other products as well. So again, use promo code ATLASSTRENGTH at checkout. Save 10% at impactmouthguards.com. Next up, we have our newest sponsor, Sticks and Stone. Sticks and Stone got their start during the pandemic whenever iron plates were going for 3 $4 a pound. And what they do is they make molds that will allow you to make weight plates out of concrete that will fit your Olympic-sized barbell. We actually discovered them on TikTok because they are now making custom Husafel stones that come in 210, 310, and 409 weights. And we just got a full set of them for Louisiana's Strongest Man next year. They're also going to be here at the third annual Rougarou Classic, November 19th. So go ahead and place an order that will bring it down and you can get you a custom set of stones as well. And last but not least, we have the Atlas Strength Shop. That is us. That is who we are. We are the center for strength sports in the state of Louisiana with everything from strongman to powerlifting to general strength and conditioning. If you're in the Baton Rouge area, definitely come and see us. The best time to visit us is on Strongman Saturdays every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. If you're not in the Baton Rouge area and you still want to support us, then the best thing for you to do is to go to the website at atlasstrengthshop.com and check out our apparel line. If you use promo code ATLASNERDS10 at checkout, you're going to save 10% on that apparel line. Now let's get to the show. Good morning and welcome to the Atlas Nerds and Iron Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Ray, and this is our co-host, Mr. Matthew Cavalier. How are you doing today, Matt? Doing great, Cameron. How are you? I am good. How's your recovery going post-Alabama? Uh, post um, quite well. A couple of things that have been bothering me, don't know why, but I'll work through it. Like what? Well, let's see, when I drive for longer than an hour, I now have nerve pain running down my leg, which is weird. Okay. And then when I wake up in the morning, I have pain under my left foot. That is weird. But, hey, you know what? I chose a self-destructive sport, so I'm going to live with the consequences. Is it the same leg? (laughs) Like, the. Okay, interesting. I think the nerve pain during driving is just because I'm sitting in a compressed space for an extended period of time. Yeah. Um, And as far as the foot thing, um, walking around with multiple hundreds of pounds in your back will do that to you. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, Nico, he had a little bit of a back injury during uh, Alabama, but he seems to be recovering pretty well. He's going to get back to it this week. Uh, 
So, yeah, looking forward to, uh, to everybody getting back started on their training. Now, you the next thing on the docket for you is Battle on the Bayou, isn't yep. it? We are exactly seven weeks out from that. Um, I took a week off, and tomorrow morning at 4.30, I'll be up back at it. Okay, and what is your training going to look like for that? All right, so um, going into Alabama, I did a block method, uh, mm-hmm. which was just phasing, ramping up intensity for several months. But being at such a short turnaround, I'm going to do a cube-style training. Mm-hmm. I'm going to wave intensity between volume days and heavy days, and I'm going to mix in some more cardio because now I think I have a good base of strength going into this, mm-hmm. which I'm certainly going to push. But now I want to be a little bit more well-rounded and throw in some cardio. Yeah. And if I remember right, you're treating this one almost like another step in your training for next year's Alabama, right? Yeah. Alabama, to me, is kind of like my little personal Super Bowl. Okay. Uh, for me, that's my to, – to be competitive at a high level at Alabama, that, that's my goal. Okay. Um, not that I'm not taking – battle on a bayou seriously because i am mm-hmm. they deserve that yeah um but you can but only do so much with a seven week training block after coming off such a heavy show exactly yeah um but i'm still gonna give it my best still gonna give it my all okay awesome awesome and do you already have a competition in mind for after alabama or not after alabama for after uh battle on the bayou or is it just going to be shifting focus take a little bit of an off season and get ready for alabama no i i'd like to find something close by uh, because I find that when I have something etched onto the calendar, it gives me something tangible and a hard deadline to train for. The last weekend in, the last weekend in April, mm-hmm. Amanda's going to be hosting her show. Okay. Back in Foley. That's not far. Nope. So that's probably your best bet. Um, and I know Josh Fox. He hit me up. He's hosting one in May in uh, Panama City. I think it is. Um. Let's see who else has competitions coming up. You know, Jamie always has her comp. I was thinking about seeing what was going on in Mississippi. Yeah, because Mississippi, I can just make that a day trip. Exactly. Once I start going into Alabama, Florida, then you y- you're going to want to spend the night, spending a night and yeah. stuff like that. And then it becomes expensive. See, Alabama, Alabama strongest. I can justify it because it's right there on the beach. It's mm-hmm. in the middle of the summer, and it's actually after. The peak of summer. Yes. So I can load up the wife and the kid in the car and go out there for four or five days and make a make a trip out of it. Mm-hmm. But with other other strongman shows, it's a little bit more difficult to do that. Mm-hmm. Unless it's something like the Europa in Dallas. Yeah. Um, then, which is what in the middle of June or something like that. Yes. Then usually. I can bring my whole family, go out there for a freaking week. And compete, but I haven't I haven't made that one work yet. I'm yeah. still working out the kinks of scheduling that. Dallas is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, I've already signed on to help out with uh, with nationals. It's going to be held in Dallas next mm-hmm. year, so I'm going to be going with John John uh, Jonathan Lester is going to be uh, is going to be um, pr- is going to be running it this year. Right. I've signed on to help, and hell, he'd probably use another pair of hands. You want to come help too? Uh. Man, I'd love to, but um, it's hard. Yeah. It's hard when you got, you know, you only have so many days of PTO at your disposal, and a lot of that's already reserved for your, you know, for your family. Yeah. But the, I would definitely love to, because mm. I've seen enough of the Europe, I was like, fuck, I want to go. <laughs> well, this isn't Europe, but this is Nationals. Oh, Nationals. Yes. Yeah, t- that's 2023 Nationals is going to be hosted by John Lester in, uh, 
in Dallas. Okay. I love Dallas. Yeah, Dallas so, like, fun. Colt will be there. Okay, cool, cool. So, yeah. Yeah, probably. He, he, hasn't, he hasn't qualified for Nationals yet, but he, he probably will. Let's I'm sure he it. will. Yeah. Yeah, he went to the Arnold this year. Yep, he did. Um, I like Dallas, especially because the first time I went to Dallas, there was this place called the World's Largest Honky Tonk Bar. Okay. I am not a country – well, I mean, I like some country music, but I am not a hardcore country music guy. But just the atmosphere and mini sh- shorts and cowgirl boots all over the place, like, I kind of dig it. Okay. And I tell you what, I mean, I'm married now, so I'm not going to do it now. But, of course, I would take my wife there and dance with her all night because it's so much fucking fun. Mm-hmm. But the time I went, I could not tell you how easy it was just to get a girl to dance with you. Hey, you want to dance? Sure. Let's go. Mm-hmm. It was just great, fun place. Okay. Loved it. Definitely advise it. All right. Good to know. Good to know. Have enough beers, you won't give a fuck that it's country music. Well, I mean, depending on the country music, I don't mind country music. So It's fun. Yeah. Uh, so let's see what, what's some stuff that happened over the last couple of weeks. Um, the, the Shaw classic that happened the same exact time we were at Alabama. Yep. So we kind of, uh, we kind of missed the boat on really paying attention to that and talking in that in great detail. We did see a few things through social media. Yes. Some cool things definitely came out of that show. There were some really awesome looking events. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trey Mitchell went on to win the whole thing. Trey Mitchell did win first place. That's right. Which kind of blows my mind, considering everything that he's been through in the last few years. What do you mean by that? Um, just he he has he had a little bit of a struggle with addiction and just a whole uh, like yeah he kind of like dropped off the face of the earth for a little bit and then came back. Did he struggle with addiction? Yeah, oh, I didn't know that. Yep. Huh. Uh, so it's uh it's really cool to see him back at the top of the sport. Yeah, apparently he had a really good showing at the Shaw Classic. Mm-hmm. I mean, he well, he won. He beat everybody there was to beat. Yeah. And there were some really cool-looking events. Uh, one of my favorite events, the Humber Tire Deadlift. Yeah. That is one that I really wish they didn't take away from the Arnold. I hate that they moved to the Elephant Bar and, you know, machined plates for Strongman. Sponsorship like, money, man. Well, sponsorship money talks. Well, Rogue was sponsoring them back when it was the Hummer Tire Deadlift, too. Um, True, yeah. They should just so some Hummer tires. the reason why they did it was because you had shorter athletes mm-hmm. that were locking out the bar, oh, and the corner couldn't. yeah, and the corners were still on the ground because the Hummer tire deadlifts they're so wide that it just yes yeah the flex on it is so huge exactly they're running into the Colt problem right that makes I, sense as I call it now. Yeah. Um, for those of y'all that don't know, Colt has trouble uh, pulling as much weight as he can on things like silver dollar deadlift because he's built like a dryer plug. <laughs> he, he's short. He's stocky. He's strong as hell. But because he's a shorter guy and he locks out at anything over eleven hundred on a silver dollar deadlift, the corners of that bar are gonna, or, or that uh, implement are still going to be on the ground. Yep. Yeah. You know, he can't get any taller. <laughs> it's just it is what it is. But um. But it's, it visually is one of my favorite events. I think they should stick to things like that more often in Strongman than trying to do elephant bars and mammoth bars with mm-hmm. standard plates. Like it, it, it does take away from the showmanship of the sport. It really does. Like leave leave standardized equipment and powerlifting at that level. Right. Like I understand if you're going to do if you're going to use standardized equipment at like a local show mm-hmm. because you can't get real high end stuff machined. Like you can't. Like, I'm not going to be able to get a Wheel of Pain right, built yeah, yeah. and brought out. Um, but 
the Arnold. They can make that happen. The Shaw Classic, they can make that happen. So I think we should do more stuff like that. And that's something I really like to see at the Shaw Classic. Right. Which, speaking of really cool-looking implements. The car, the car leg press. Yes, they that did a cool. car leg press. Now, apparently they had some issues with it. Well, I'm sure they did. Because they literally took a rogue leg press, mm-hmm. changed it up to where the mechanical advantage allowed them to pick up a car on it, and then tried to balance a car on it. They should have found some better way to secure that. It looked a little. It looked a little sketchy. So I might have been nervous. Well, I can't leg press it, but if I could, I'd have been nervous. I think what they should have done was something similar to what they did in Strongest Man in History, that TV show they did, mm-hmm. where they actually set up a they they set it up to where you could actually just leg press a car. Right. I think right. that would have been a lot more visually impressive than trying to set up this big, elaborate leg press machine. And although visually it was such a cool event, Mm -hmm. I do have to kind of laugh to myself about it because all these same guys, I guarantee you have uttered the phrase in their life, nobody cares how much you can leg press. I was thinking the same thing. How much can you squat? It is kind of ironic. Like, it's weird to see a leg press event in a strength strength competition instead of a squat event. Like, if you're going to do something. Any, anybody who's done any kind of strength training will, will, will have heard, you know, well, we don't care that you can leg press 1,000 pounds. What you squat, bro? Yeah. Like, I've seen people leg press 800 pounds and can't, can't do a proper 225 squat. Mm-hmm. So. It is funny. It is. But it was visually, it was such a cool event, though. I, I have to hand it to them as far as that goes. Which probably, probably more the point than anything else. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Like, that's a. That is a big thing in strongman. Is it's a spectacle, right? Yeah. So you, you have you have to go with the spectacle. I mean, we all know these guys are strong. Mm-hmm. We just kind of want them to display that strength, doing something kind of cool looking. So, Big Z actually showed up to this, and, and I I don't know if I should be surprised that he placed tenth, or that's to be expected because he's kind of been out of the game for so long. Yeah, I mean he's he. I mean, let's face it, uh, the Shaw Classic. The Shaw Classic, what it essentially is, it's it's Brian Shaw trying to build his brand up as high as he can before he retires. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to make this be a big show that he can keep doing yearly after he's out of the game. Right. So, you know, he can transition to promoter. You know, because last thing, I, I I don't see Brian Shaw going the, um, going the, um, shit the uh, Bill Kazmaier route and just being an announcer for the rest of his life. No, I think he, he I wants think, to do more than that. I think Brian Shaw. Well, I, I agree with that for two reasons. One, he doesn't seem to be controversial. No. And also he has kind of solidified himself as to what we've said this before. He's on the Mount Rushmore strong man. Yeah. Um, so just him being relevant to the sport in any way is going to be nothing beneficial to him and for the sport in general. Well, also, out of all of the guys who have made it to that level, mm-hmm. he's probably the least showy. He, yeah, he actually does not tend he, to be a very boisterous, loud Yeah, he, he's quiet. He's competitive. He's very tact. He's he's a tactician. Which is he funny because go- this guy is literally a giant. Yes. This guy's a but huge. he's not like Eddie Hall or... or uh, 
He's not like Eddie Hall or Bill Kazmaier. Yeah, he doesn't beat his chest and Yeah, like he, he so as an announcer he wouldn't really do very well, I think. But he's too soft spoken. Hey guys, check out what we're doing today. As a promoter? Oh hell yeah. Yeah, he's proving that he can put on a hell of a show. And I think that this show is going to be as big, if not bigger, down the line than the Arnold, uh, WUS, those huge I mean, shows. Just look at the guys who competed. I mean, Trey Mitchell oh. and Brian, obviously. Mitchell Hooper, Alexi, Maxime. Oh. Like, pretty much the entire War it's, Strongest Man lineup. It's there. literally Brian Shaw inviting all of his best friends to hang out. It's a fun time, though. <laughs> hey, he, he, gets, he gets huge sponsorships. He offers a purse. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sure he does offer yeah. money. So it's just it's it's a good time, mm-hmm. and it seems to be growing bigger and bigger. The first one he did out of his gym, and this one was in like a big stadium. Um, I'd like to go to that. I know they're selling tickets. They're yeah. selling tickets to the show, and, and they're selling. Like people are paying money to go see mm-hmm. these shows. Yep. Where Where is it? I have no idea. Don't Don't ask me questions. I don't know, Matt. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure where it was this year. I don't think it's too far away. I think that should be a trip we can make. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I know it was in. I want to say it was in Columbus one year, but I could be lying about that. If it's in Columbus, that's a day drive. We can make that. So, I know Tom Stoltman wasn't there. Tom was not. His brother did, but unfortunately, Luke uh, pulled out. Me, Tom. Yeah. No, No, Luke. Luke Luke pulled out early too. Yeah, Luke stole. Tom wasn't in the lineup at all. Well, he was. He was originally. So we're gonna touch on that. Okay. Um, why did Luke pull out? Apparently, he got hurt. He he competed. Mm-hmm. He only got one point, and that was it. Okay. So, uh, he must have had some kind of injury, and that was it. All right, so we'll have to look that up. I uh, also know Bobby Thompson made it through a few events, and I think he got hurt on the log press, which is his best event. Yeah. Which is, you know, really disappointing when he gets hurt on that event, because, I mean, watching Bobby Thompson do the log press is something to see. It, it really is. And he's one but of my favorite athletes. So. He'll be back, though. Oh, no doubt. Um, so Tom Stoltman, mm-hmm. you know, he's on, he's on the spectrum. Like, I don't know if you knew that. I mean, well, sure. Yeah. A lot of people don't know that. So yeah. I don't know if you knew that. Uh, he got to the airport with him and his wife and the agency they went through to book the tickets, mm-hmm. got his wife's name wrong. Hmm. And uh, the airport was saying there was literally nothing they could do about it. The agency said there was nothing they could do about it right then. And there was just, uh, there was a lot of issues with that. And because of that, he got really overstimulated at the airport. Mm -hmm. uh, Didn't, couldn't really decide what to do because it was, do I fly without my wife and let her catch up? Do I rebook? Just all this other stuff. And he wound up not having not being in a good mental space, and they just kind of screwed. Yeah, him up. so he he dropped out. Well, so I'm, I'm assuming the error was on the fault of the agency. Yes. Then make it right, you assholes. <laughs> I mean, you know how airports are. Like, if um, it may have not have been or there may have not it might have not been caught early enough for them to really do anything about it right then yeah like i mean there was a big security thing so yeah probably that yeah like in in a perfect world you know he could have rebooked and and been okay but and you know we know this from dealing with or uh, not dealing with but from um from working with a couple of the athletes or from yes uh 
why can't I English today? I don't know, man. <laughs> but from like working with athletes here that, you know, sometimes it's just, it's not there. You know, one little thing goes wrong, like, like Colt last weekend. Yeah. We, you know, like one little thing goes wrong. You don't get in the right mind space and it can throw you off the rest of the day. Yeah. So that's not something that he wanted to, to compete at that level for. Yeah. I was about to say, especially at that level, once you start, you know, touching ways that can kill you, you really need to make sure you're in your good headspace for that. Mm-hmm. So, Mitchell Hooper, he came in third, mm-hmm. which is surprising to me because he has had another major competition since World's Strongest Man. Which event was he that? Com- he competed in a Giants Live event and oh. the uh, World Deadlift Games. That's true. World Deadlift Championships, I should say. Mm-hmm. And he came close to pulling 1,000 pounds. I think Mitchell Hooper is just kind of pushing the gas while he knows he can. Yes, as as long as he stays healthy, he's going to win World's Strongest Man, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think it, well, Mitchell Hooper is still pretty young, right? Yes. So that's probably what he's doing. He's probably figured, you know, obviously any of these athletes have a very limited time window to compete at a high mm-hmm. level. So he's probably thinking, screw it, I feel good. Let's get my name out there. Keep popping the gas. So I mean, he has plenty of time to the next World's Strongest Man, so he can take the yeah. time off to recover. Well, as long as he doesn't. Uh you know, get hurt like uh, like Mateo did, mm-hmm. he'll be fine. Yeah. You know, because uh, Mateusz Kizikowski, he was, he was probably going to win the last Arnold, and then he got hurt. He's been he, – he's caught this injury bug. He's been kind of down and out for a little while now. It, so, it's weird. He, he got hurt, then he hired a coach. Mm-hmm. That coach regressed him. He got hurt again, so he was like, I'm back to doing my own programming. Like he, it's just it's just him in a garage in Poland, just kind of doing his own thing. You would you would think that someone of his caliber would not have a very difficult time finding a solid, reputable coach. Well, I know from my own personal experience, I've always done better when I have done my own programming. Like I've worked with several coaches over the years, mm-hmm. and I've either regressed or gotten injured with all of them. Hmm, that's interesting. Yeah. Like. I've never worked with a coach. I've always just trained myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, because nobody wants to work at five in the fucking morning. And because generally they aren't cheap. Yeah. So I had to do it myself. So I can't really speak from experience. And you also, you have the knowledge. Well, I do. Yeah. I do. And the more I've been competing, the more I'm putting together my philosophy, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually have to finish my program tonight so that I can get started in the morning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm going to write mine tomorrow. Um, I mean, I sat down with the cube method just to re-familiarize with the way You start in the morning. You need to finish tonight. What, tomorrow, Monday morning? Yeah, you... Oh, well, today is Sunday. Today is Sunday. Oh, I mean, I already have it figured out. Okay. I just got to put it in my phone. Okay. The, I mean, really, the only thing that I'm doing different than the, the than what the cube method says is I'm just not going to change out the accessories pretty much every session like he does mm-hmm. just because I like building up. I like sticking with something for a little bit of time mm-hmm. and getting strong with it. So which version of the cube are you looking at? Because I'm sure you're assuming you're looking at uh, Josh Thigpen's books. Yeah, the Strongman method. He has like eight of them. It, it's uh, the cube method for Strongman, like Is the it? Terminator. Oh, uh, Cyborg? It says the Terminator. Terminator? Cyborg? One I of think them. it's it does have a Terminator on the front of the cover? Yeah. Yeah, the Cyborg. Okay. Send me that one, because that one I actually don't have. It's yours. Where it oh. I borrowed it from you. That's why I don't have it. Okay. Yeah. 
Oh, bring it back. <laughs> I was looking for it the other day because I was going to reference it for my next program. <laughs> yeah, I had it this whole time. Oh, <laughs> uh, you fiend. For some reason, I could have sworn I had it digitally, but I guess I don't. Do you have a scanner? Let me borrow it. <laughs> Do you have a scanner? Do I have a scanner? No. Yeah, neither do I. Shit. We just scan it and put it on digits. Yeah, true. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's what I'm doing. Basically, the only th- I'm I'm following I'm following the intensity and the volume. The only thing I'm doing different with that is on their on their uh not the volume day where you do a lot of reps, but the one I don't know what word you use, but where you do like eight sets of two. Mm-hmm. Dynamic. Dynamic, thank you. On deadlift, he does eight sets of one. Yes. But I'm like, eh, I'm going to do eight sets of two because it's not heavy, and I need the volume work. So I'm going to do eight sets of two. I'm going to do doubles. So the reason why is because you're supposed to use band works with that, with that? Bands? Yes. Oh, fair enough. The reset gets thrown off. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm just going to do doubles. I'm, okay. I'm not going to mess with bands this go around. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to do doubles. Okay. Eight sets of two. Short burst periods. Yeah. Uh, hard and fast, and then uh, heavy deadlift day is going to be deficits because the weakest part of my deadlift is off the floor. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to use the straight bar with either a two, probably a two inch lift, and just rip that shit off the floor. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, everything else kind of falls into place. Okay. Do a lot of back accessories. Like mm-hmm. I'm going to be doing three different types of rows week in and week out, just because I like to row and I like having a big strong back. Yeah, don't we all? Mm-hmm. Also, I I also figured out the more I've been hitting my back, the easier everything else has been. Mm-hmm. Which, duh. So you yeah, know, I'm gonna keep that going. Probably need to hit my back more often. Yeah, I'm just gonna just make them heavy and just rip them, just fucking just blow my back out. It'll be fun. Yeah, it's always fun when you get your black blown out. Yeah, Matt. <laughs> 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 hey, look, you went there. I didn't. Did, no, you went there. No. You said it. <laughs> but yeah, that's what my training's gonna look like for Battle on the Buy You. Okay. Cool, cool. And throwing I'm gonna have to like instead of rest days where I don't do anything, I'm actually gonna make myself come in and actually do like solid twenty minutes of cardio. Yeah. Cause I need it. So I know my biggest problem with his programs, uh Josh Thickpins mm. is all of the agility work that he has you do i agree it's like several days where you do a lot of agility work it's like cone drills and shit like that yes and it's like so to me it makes sense for people at his level mm-hmm. but well even the, even at his level why agility drills oh so did you read the ford where he explains it not all of it so the reason why is because at his level the difference between first and eighth place mm. are those few seconds to transition in between implements. Oh, like on medleys when you yes. go from one so to the other. So like like transitioning from stone to stone on stone on uh on stone ladders or ju- or hopping over logs or transitioning under the yoke quick. Mm-hmm. So he wants you to be quick on your feet and agile. Okay, it makes sense. It makes sense at his level because right. at nationals the difference between first and eighth may be a second. That's true, yeah. At, I'm just going to use you as an example. At your level, you came in 10th at Alabama? 13th. 13th? Yeah. The difference between 13th and 1st is another 100 pounds on your deadlift. Actually, I was looking back at the numbers. I think if I'd have hit the sandbag for one, 
Mm-hmm. I hit the the log press for one. I don't remember what I would have finished. Would have been significantly higher. But my point is, the difference isn't your footwork; it's your strength levels. Yeah. So yeah. you need to focus more on your strength levels right now, and that's where most of us are. That's true. Like yeah. most of us need to focus on our strength levels, which and is actually what I did going in Alabama. Yeah. Because because all this stuff for time for sixty seconds in my head, it's like it doesn't matter if I can do something for sixty seconds, mm-hmm. but I can't do it once. So my my entire philosophy going to Alabama was just get stronger. Yeah. Just do the shit. Like, if you're going to focus on footwork and trying to get more agile and more faster, do that during your warm-ups. But yeah. he has entire days devoted towards it, and that's just... Yeah, 20 minutes, 10, 20 minutes would be plenty. Oh, actually, just 10 minutes would be plenty. Yeah. 10 minutes. Like, football teams don't focus all day on that. No, actually, I've heard a lot of coaches come out and say, yeah, it's cone drills and ladder drills and bullshit. Uh, just scrimmage. Really, it, yeah, it doesn't really translate well. Yeah, like, even um, even for strongman, just work, work the event. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Practice those quick transitions. That's one thing that um, is kind of a pet peeve of mine watching people train in here mm-hmm. is they don't practice quick transitions. Right. I hear a lot of take your time. And uh, I think that just depends on the person. Like sometimes people, you just need to just just take your time. But other people. But like, in my opinion, if you do, you're not doing enough cardio. Yeah, that's true. It's a 60 second event. True. If you can't go balls to the wall for 60 seconds, mm-hmm. then you need more conditioning. I didn't really feel like my conditioning was bad for Alabama. It's because your conditioning is not bad. Um, but you also take your time too much. Well, that's because I just want to execute the fucking thing. Mm-hmm. Just because this was like the heaviest event I'd done. Yeah. So for me, I knew like condition was going to be a problem. I just need mm-hmm. to focus on, you know, working it. Yeah. But the the biggest one that I see are people taking their time, ter- getting back under the yoke to come back. Mm-hmm. And uh, transitioning in between, like if there's if there's uh there's like running in the medley, mm-hmm. like to like this week this one at Alabama, mm-hmm. you had to run from the yoke back to the log. Right. I saw a lot of people walking, walking. Yeah, I didn't do a full on sprint, but I didn't waste any time yeah. getting to the log. I think when I got to the log, I still had like good thirty thirty five seconds left. Mm-hmm. I did that yoke pretty quick. Yeah. Um, that I was pretty proud of. Yeah, <laughs> but like, let's take uh, let's take Bronson for an example. Mm-hmm. He got beaten that last event because his technique on push press is just it's not there yet. Right. But he just started. Yeah. Had he had he had better technique with the log press, he got back to the log way faster than the guy that beat him did. Right. So he would have had time to get more reps, mm-hmm. which would have won him the comp. Right. See, I I was I was. Looking back at that log for me, I was disappointed I didn't I didn't hit it because I was really working on my technique specifically for the mm-hmm. press, and I got to a point where I was hitting that pop just that pop right off the out of my hips was just there, but for some reason when I when I got to Alabama I just I just couldn't find it. I it was also the rhythm. last event of the day. Actually, well, yeah. It was the last event of the day. My upper back was gone. Mm-hmm. I had no upper back because the car deadlift took all that out of me. Yeah. Um, I think the biggest thing that threw me off with the log specifically, and maybe because I was fatigued, was the clean. Holy shit. At no point at any time in my training, I had so much problem cleaning. That, your clean was super smooth. It felt like a fucking nightmare. Yeah, like if you go back and watch the video, because I remember you saying this during our last podcast that mm-hmm. that clean was just rough. I went back and watched the video, 
and that was a smooth, solid, clean. Well, I'm glad it looked. Cool. You I'm, just you went to go press, and it didn't go anywhere. Like it, it went back to my same sticking point mm-hmm. right off the chest. I yep. could get off the chest, but I, I just couldn't get that pop out of my feet like I had been doing mm-hmm. to a tour. I could just let the triceps take over and push my head through. Yeah. It just that pop just wasn't there, which is disappointing because I worked so hard to fucking find it. <laughs> yeah. I bet if I could do that 245 again, I'd probably hit it. Go do it right now. No, I'll wait. Now. Yeah, not right now. Yeah. Audience, wait. Got to warm up for like 20 minutes. Ah, you're so old. Yeah. Being 30. Mm. Blah. 33 now. It's weird. Damn, man. You're old as fuck. Yeah. 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 Go ahead and start planning my retirement. <laughs> I've been on the game for that one since I was like 25. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've actually thought about it before. I could probably sell everything in this place, move to Belize, and be cool for a couple of years. What are you going to do after that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Figure it out. Open up a straw man shop in Belize? No, I've already decided that because um, I'm never going to fully retire. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like sitting still. So, and I've, I've heard really cool things about Belize. Mm-hmm. Like it's perfect for retiring because the like the way the you know the um, the exchange rate uh-huh. is it's just it, it's great. S- not selling this to someone else, but just having someone else run it, like pass it on to a manager. Like, yeah, pass it on to a manager or another athlete. Moving and then opening a beach bar. That's not too bad. Yeah. Use your salary here to fund your beach bar. Yeah. And just get fucking lit all the time. Yeah. <laughs> just hang out and just, um, and when I'm on the beach, like when I'm, when I'm here in like in, you know, no water in sight, it's all whiskey all the time. Pretty much when I drink, I, I rarely drink these days, but when I do, I like my whiskey and I like it straight. Mm. When I'm on the beach, it's like frozen fruity drinks yeah, all the yeah, time. Yeah. yeah. Like I want margaritas. I want, um, Pina coladas, mm-hmm. uh, what do they call them? Uh, bushwhackers. I really like bushwhackers. I have no idea what that is. A bushwhacker? Yeah. It's essentially an alcoholic milkshake. <laughs> that actually, sounds pretty good. It is great. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, that's what I do. Open up a beach bar. You know, something like Pink Pony almost. I like the Pink Pony. Yeah, Pink Pony's cool. The only problem with the Pink Pony was it rained on us, and the attack of the seagulls happened. Yeah, like, I don't know who decided with that sky to get an outdoor seating, but... Mm. <laughs> they should have put a canopy. Yeah, whoever uh, whoever said, hey, we should probably move inside while there's tables, they are a genius. Yeah. Yeah, like... That was you who said that, didn't you? I don't know, but... <laughs> I think you're the one who said, like, hey, we should probably consider going inside. <laughs> and then, and then right. as soon as we sat down, the monsoon rolled in. It's like, huh, good call. Yep. And poor Elena was left her own devices outside. Uh, well, she was like, I'm because she got a little cold when we came in instead mm-hmm. of letting the temperature to adjust. She was like, I'm going to go and get my jacket. And then as soon as she left, Boosh. bottom fell out. Yeah. And I was like, well, I hope she survives. Yeah. <laughs> she did. She made it back alive. Yeah. I mean, I offered to go get it. And she said, no, you hang out with your friends. Yeah. She came back a little bit less dry, but she came back. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so let's see. Let me look at the list. One, I think there was one more thing we were going to talk about today. Oh yeah, just just the upcoming local events. Oh no, well, we already talked about those. Uh, we didn't hit on the thing on the very top of that. 
that oh yeah we forgot about that one entirely yeah uh which is okay with me because i'm really just sick of him i'm sick of talking about him <laughs> um like go away but so a few months what well, was like two months ago one month ago now mm-hmm. it was announced that eddie hall is going to be the team captain for the uk team for War strongest uh, nation. Yeah, World Strongest Nation. Well, now it's come out that he's actually going to compete in that as well, which I guess that means Robert Oberst is competing too. Yep. Who asked for this? Um, Eddie Hall fanboys, apparently. Like, it, he, it was, 2017 was five years ago. There's so many people that are way stronger than him now, but he's still somehow Giants Lives golden boy. Like I said, it's because he just he just really makes himself well known publicly. Like he, love him or hate him, you know who Eddie Hall is. Yes, he he's a great marketer. Uh, from everything I've heard, he's a really nice guy. Yeah, for, I mean, I just the the whole bad boy thing. I think it's just for the show. Uh, but I mean, he's married with kids. And everyone I have, everyone I know who has met him says that he is the nicest guy. Yeah, like I'd love to meet him. Right, and I don't have anything against the guy. I'm just um. There's more interesting things in the sport. No, I, I mean, I do agree. Yeah. Like Eddie Hall was kind of yesterday's news. Um, there are guys out there that I'd be much more interested in seeing compete at that yep. level. And I'm starting to get to the point where Giants Live, Colin Bryce, and all them is starting to feel like the WWE of Strongman. Strong yeah. Like, they're, they're catering to specific athletes. They're... They're stacking events in certain athletes' favor. Yep. You know, then there's these huge personalities like Eddie Hall, Robert Oberst. I've, I've said this before, but I think the the greatest uh, potential of growing a sport doesn't happen at that level. It no. happens at the semi-pro, pro level, like in the like especially in the middleweights. Right now, the biggest growth opportunity for the sport is clash. I was about to say, Clash and the 100% Clash. One is on ESPN, which yes. to me blows my freaking mind. Mm-hmm. Um, it's way more impressive than being on, than it being a television productive production on CBS. Yep. And um, what's crazy about those guys is not only are they super strong, but they're also super athletic. Mm-hmm. Like they're, they're well-rounded athletes. Yeah. They're, they're competing at, what, 205? Uh, the 105, the 105 yeah. kilo yeah. class. Yep. But um, but anyway, going back because I didn't finish my uh, my bad. My, it, no no worries. <laughs> I didn't really finish my big point when it comes to Giants Live and Colin Bryce and all them. Mm-hmm. When they did the World Deadlift Championship, mm-hmm. they still claim that Eddie Hall has the deadlift world record. They're not acknowledging Thor's. They record? are not. Why? Because he did it in his own gym. Because it wasn't a Giants Live event. Oh god. The same reason why Colt didn't get recognized for having a stronger 18-inch deadlift than Eddie Hall. Well, uh, that's not fair. Well, one, Brian uh, Thor couldn't do it in a Giants live event because, well, we weren't happy, <coughs> we weren't really having them at the time. No, we weren't. Because everybody was kind of all huddled up because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so WUS, they yeah. came together with Core Sports and said, hey, we want to pay you a bunch of money to break this record live. Mm-hmm. We're going to have Magnus for Magnuson judge it. Right. Do you accept and do you want to do this? And he said, hell yeah. Yeah. And somehow people blame him for doing it and calling him a cheater. He wasn't. A, how was he a cheater? He pulled like what, there, there are people. Pounds? There are people that think the plates he was using were fake because they were using his own gym. 
I think they're saying that because he made it look easy where Eddie Hall almost fucking died. I don't think Eddie Hall almost fucking died. I think he played it up for the cameras. Maybe, but Thor Thor still made that look significantly easier than Eddie did. It's because he's significantly stronger than Eddie was. Yeah. Actually, I think he could have put another 50 pounds on that bar and then it moved just fine. But, but then he had nothing to prove, so it wasn't yeah. fine. And, you know, then he whooped Eddie's ass. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> and now Eddie Hall has a half-Thor tattoo. Has a what? He had to get a half-Thor tattoo as part <laughs> of that bet. <laughs> so that's funny. But um, but they're both great athletes. Like I really I don't have anything against Eddie Hall. It's the organization that pushes Eddie Hall that I have a problem with. I just don't really care to see Eddie Hall compete just because for the simple fact is he's not really in the game anymore. No. Like if he was still like trying to compete, like if he wouldn't have retired up to twenty seventeen, mm-hmm. then fine. But this is kind of just feels like a publicity thing. It is. Like just just That's either. all it is. It's like when they bring uh it's like when they bring Ric Flair out of retirement for one game or something like that. Yeah, and he gets yeah. KO'd again. Yeah. Like um, Yeah, like just like if you want him involved in a sport, fine. I don't think he's bad for the sport. No. But from he, a competitive standpoint, it's like he's not there anymore. Yeah. Like let him let him be your ambassador for the sport. He's a hell of a marketer. Let him be your ambassador and let some of these young guys like Trey Mitchell, Mitchell Hooper, uh, who else? I don't know. Just well, Maxime, Kevin Fares, let them go at it. Like, both of the Stoltman brothers are on the UK team, but Eddie's the team captain. And Tom Stoltman blows him out of the water at every freaking event. Yeah. It's not even close. No. Including the deadlift. Yeah. Currently. <laughs> huh? Currently, anyway. Well, yeah. Yeah. Maybe not 2017 Eddie, but he's no. not 2017 Eddie anymore. Well, in 2017 Eddie also would get stuck on the first floor of the mall if the escalator was broken. That was a big old boy. Yeah. I remember him. Big beer belly. Yep. Sausage belly, actually. Yeah, there wasn't any beer. I don't think he was drinking. Boop. He was eating a lot. Yeah. He just always looked shiny. <laughs> big greasy belly. Yeah. <laughs> All right, anything else you want to hit on today, man? Um, no, just guys in the local area battle on the bayou October 8th and Ruguru November 19th. Come compete. Come show out. Come move some heavy shit. Especially the November 19th one yeah, because November that 19th. is ours. We are the host of the Ruguru. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, that's it for the show. Tune in next week. And uh, don't forget to follow us on all of our socials, especially YouTube. We're really trying to push that one right now. So, I'd love it if you wanted to go follow us on YouTube. So, until next time, we will see ya. See ya. Just a quick recap of the sponsors. We have... StrikeForceEnergy.com. Use promo code ATLASSTRENGTH at checkout. Save 20% on your next order of caffeine. Next up, we have Impact Mouthguards. Use promo code ATLASSTRENGTH at checkout. Save 10% on your custom mouthguard. Next, we have Sticks and Stone. Go follow them on all social media. They have a really awesome YouTube channel. And finally, there is the Atlas Strength Shop. That is us. Follow us at Atlas Strength Shop at all platforms. We just recently started putting a lot of things on YouTube, including this show. If you want to see a video version of this show. Last but not least, don't forget to like and subscribe and share us with all of your friends. Give us a five-star rating on iTunes. See you all next time.